Well, good morning. I'm Curtis Biggs, and I am Miss Humphrey's dad and Riley's granddad. Uh, Taylor asked me to come and talk to you guys this morning and just talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, perspectives that I have that may be a little different than than what you grow up with and uh, really some life experience type things. And so uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of my background. I uh, uh, born and raised in the Alvarado area, been here, been there all my life. Um, have uh, a wife and I've raised three daughters and uh, have 10 grandchildren. And so four of them go to school here. Uh, the uh, uh, some of the bigger things in my life we met my wife and I met in high school we were high school sweethearts and we were married right out of high school and and uh, started a family early I did not get into my college career right out of high school I got into college uh, kind of late in life I was actually going to my freshman year in college when Miss Humphreys, back then she was just Jen, was uh, about 18 years old. She was in her freshman year in college, so we were both going to college at about the same time. I was going to engineering school at uh, University of North Texas, and, and she was going to Dallas Baptist. So that gives you a little bit of kind of the background of how I got, how I started out. Um, but probably one of the most, well, I know the most significant uh, thing in my life was really something that happened when I was about nine years old. So, uh, and that was when I received Christ. And so when you think about things that are significant in your life, um, things that were life-changing, things that changed the trajectory and the, and the direction of your life, isn't it strange that a decision that you can make now at nine years old may be the most significant and is the most significant decision that you will ever make. So, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a bit. Uh, so as a career, I'm an engineer. I'm retired now, but uh, I was an engineer at Comanche Peak. And so y'all probably have friends or family that worked at, at Comanche Peak. Um, how many in here have uh, parents that worked at Comanche Peak? Here we go. Okay. Uh, uh, Jonas? Okay. Yeah, I worked with Jim. We were in the same department. You've got a dad that worked at Comanche <laughs> Peak. Uh, and Martin? What's the first name? Brandon Martin. Brandon Martin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of us have worked there. One of the things about people at Comanche Peak that, that I really uh, admired was just the quality of the people. I knew a lot of good Christian men and women that worked at Comanche Peak. A lot of, di a lot of diversity at Comanche Peak, a lot of different, different people, but uh, really enjoyed working there. It was a it was a really good career for me.
So uh, Trailer asked me to talk about some things. Uh, <clears throat> he gave me a few topics. He, I think he left it pretty open for me, but <laughs> you gave me a few topics uh, to, to think about. And, and, and one is perspective. Um, what is maybe a unique perspective that I might have. And then uh, I'll also talk a little bit about uh, some of the wisdom gained over the years. That's that's a short card, but maybe something I wish I had known was a good topic, and I didn't have enough cards for that one. But I'll I'll go over a few things that uh, that I wish I had known or wish I had heeded when I was your age. So we'll start with perspective. <clears throat> So I'll just ask a question or two. <clears throat> what is perspective and how do we get one? Anybody want to jump on that? Anybody? Go ahead. Perspective is how you look at something and you gain a perspective by living life and yeah. your experiences. It starts with perception, right? Uh, how you see things, you see it, you take it in, but then your perspective is is determined by maybe experience, uh, education, the kind of things that you're getting here shapes your perspective on things. Uh, maybe your parents, certainly your parents, they give you perspective because you see how they, not just what they tell you, but what they do. And you learn from that and you get a perspective on life from that. And then maybe your friends also. The people that are sitting beside you in this room, they act and do things in a certain way, and you gain perspective on things that you perceive from that. <clears throat> and is everybody's perspective the same? No, they're different. Um, there's a... <laughs> I, 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 had a uh, I had kind of an experience the other day that I thought was kind of a perspective thing. So I'm driving my car and I've got this car that has a brain. It's got a artificial intelligent brain and it has cameras. And so it thinks it sees things and it'll draw little pictures on the screen of what it thinks it sees. And so we were driving into um, a Whataburger with my grandson and we pulled up behind uh, three riders on horseback in the drive-thru, it's Texas, happens all the time, right? Somewhere in Texas, there's there's horseback riders going through a drive-thru at a Whataburger right now. So we pull in there, and I'm looking at this scene, and I look down at the screen on the Tesla, and it's got three big dogs with people walking around it. Now, I'm looking at the horseback riders, which is... Irony enough, really, it doesn't really happen that often, even at Whataburger, even in Alvarado. But my car is seeing three dogs and people walking around it. So, <clears throat> so the AI on the car has no experience with horses. It only has been taught dogs and people. So it has, it perceived something, it saw it, but it didn't understand it. It certainly didn't understand the irony that I saw. 
or the, even the comedy that I saw that the car was struggling with horses and thought they were big dogs. So that's kind of a, that kind of gives you an idea of the difference between perception and perspective. Sometimes we can perceive things differently. Everybody perceives things somewhat differently. But perspective gives you the wisdom to know really fully what you're seeing. And so, <clears throat> so how do we know the difference? If everybody sees things a little differently, how do we know what's right? Anybody want to jump on that one? Uh, we gain our perspective from the Bible. Absolutely. So, as Christians, we have an eternal perspective. We learn from the Bible. The things y'all are learning here today are helping you gain perspective. You're not fully developed yet, but you are learning. And so... With a, as a Christian, you have an eternal perspective and it causes you to see things for what they are, causes you to see things differently than the world sees. A lot of the world will have a, call it a secular perspective. It's kind of a one and done perspective, not eternal. Uh, and so that kind of, that is, I guess, the example that I would use to explain how we as Christians can, even though we see things differently, we have the Bible that we can go to. When we see those things differently, we can go and sort them out here. We, can, we also have, uh, and the Bible tells us in, in, 1, in 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14, that we can have the mind of Christ. Uh, when when we develop as Christians, when we uh, study his word, when we pray and when we obey, we have the mind of Christ. So no matter what we have perceived, no matter what our perspective may be, we have that to tell us what is right. Okay, so perception, perspective, is that making, making sense? Uh, Some of our some of our perspective is, you know, things go wrong, and we uh, our perspective our perspective kind of gets distort distorted by things that go wrong in our life and things that don't go right, and so <clears throat> we have to uh, we have to try to overcome that, and so that's when we can get back into what God's word says, and He can give us our right perspective. Yeah. All right. So, wisdom gained. Kind of a short card, but I think one that is, uh, I think one is very important. One of the things that I see with, uh, especially with, with teenagers, uh, and I don't, I don't necessarily see that here. I don't know y'all that well, but I see in the world at large is just really a lack of hope. Uh, 
people walk in, and it's not just teenagers, but it shows up more, I think, in teenagers. And so when I look at some wisdom gained for me, and I look at that in light of the decision that I made when I was nine years old, I think the most important thing is to be able to live a hopeful life. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about, about when I was saved. So I was nine years old, and I was uh, at church camp. Uh, we were at Latham Springs. Anybody know where Latham Springs is? Okay. That's a cool place down in Waco. And one night, one of the camp counselors was talking to his son. And he was sharing uh, the plan of salvation with his son. It's right before bedtime. He didn't know I was there. I was just listening. And so as he began to share that plan of salvation, I was hearing it myself. And when they prayed their prayer at the, at the end of him sharing with his son, I was praying right along with him. And I gave my heart to Christ that night. And the next day in church service, I was tumbling down the aisle right when it was, you know, right at the, at the first opportunity and made my public profession of faith then. It was a decision that I made at nine years old that really shaped the rest of my life. It gave me a perspective, an eternal perspective that allowed me to get through many of the challenges that I've had <clears throat> in my life. It gave me hope, and that hope was an, a, an eternal hope. And so when family members passed on, when uh, challenges happened within our family, uh, when the tough times were there, there was that hope and that, that prayer that we were able to uh, with my family, we were able to pray and work ourselves through those things. So it's, it is uh, definitely a decision that puts you on a path, on an eternal perspective, gives you an eternal perspective, and gives you hope. And so when I look at, uh, at teenagers today that really uh, need hope, I mean, we put our faith in a lot of people. We put our faith in a lot of people. Uh, people let you down. You know that. Uh, parents, as good as they are, and I know your parents love you because they brought you to this school. They, they are investing in you right now. They'll be the first to admit they're not perfect and they don't do everything right. Uh, teachers, same thing. Uh, your friends, they'll do their best for you, but they're people too. But when you put your faith in, when you put your hope in Christ, your faith in Christ, he'll never let you down. And he will give you uh, uh, that hope for the future, that way that you can live a hopeful life and not be, uh, not be hurt, not be, you're going to be hurt, but not be uh, destroyed by the things that sometimes the life will throw at you. So I had, uh, I had one, one scripture that I was uh, interested in when I was going through this. And really, this, is, this talks about God's promises. So, so why do we have hope? 
And God promised us a lot of things. And so when God promises you something, it's true. It's something that's, that's, gonna, that's going to last your whole life. And in uh, Hebrews chapter 6, uh, in 13 through 19, he was talking, they were talking to Abraham about, um, they were talking about how Abraham was promised some things by God and God had no one higher to swear by. So he swore an oath on himself because he had nothing higher, higher to swear by. But he made that promise. And it says that this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. So I treat all of God's promises as a strong and t trustworthy anchor for my, for my soul. Um, so from a wisdom's gain perspective, I see hope is a thing that I, I, would, I would love for you to get a hold of and really just, just live for is always carry that hope with you. Under the heading of things that I wish I had known, I'll just, I'll just go through this list pretty quickly because we ran out of time. Uh, be kind and respectful to all. Well, that sounds kind of general, but when you have an eternal perspective and you look at your friends and you recognize that these are daughters of the king, these are sons of the king, I look at each other that way. You understand that you need to treat this son or this daughter with respect. Um, it's fun to joke around and it's fun to do a lot of things, but what I know <clears throat> is in those cases where I wasn't respectful and I wasn't kind, some of those things hurt. And trust me, guys, if you picked on one of these girls when she's 30, she's going to remember it. <laughs> she will remember how you are. But I would challenge you all to recognize the uh, the uh, magnificence of each other when when you look at each other as friends uh, don't just see the the teenager that's standing before you see the men and women that you're going to be and so be kind and be respectful to that person um, another thing that I'd leave you with that I, that I wish I had known then is work hard, even on the task you hate. <laughs> even if you don't like math, work hard at it. Even if you don't like English, work hard at it. Uh, it costs you nothing to work hard at something, and it teaches you a lot when you work hard, the act of doing it. Uh, help others, volunteer. Uh, you're at your best when you're helping somebody else. Not when you're working and getting paid for it. You're really at your best when you're donating your time, helping older folks, helping uh, your friends, uh, helping others. Um, education, I got one last story that I'll leave you with. So I told you I got into my education kind of late in life. I was 40 years old. And I was talking to my boss before I got into that program and I told him, I said, you know, it's going to take me four or five years to get through this. I'm working full time. I'm doing um, a lot of other things. And I said, it's going to take me four or five years to get through this. I'll probably be 45 when I get done with this. And he said something to me that I've never forgotten. He says, well, how old will you be if you don't? So 
that kind of stuck with me as there are challenges in your life that may take a long time and you can dream it, but you think you might, you might get away from saying, okay, I want to be a doctor. I want to be, um, do this thing, but it takes so long. I just want to get out and get a job or I just want to do this. Don't limit yourself by how long it's going to take you to do something. Uh, because ultimately time passes and you're going to be there. And all it was, was the work that it took to get you there. So I would challenge you all to dream big and don't shy away from big challenges. Uh, and uh, follow what God has for you. Don't be afraid of those uh, those big th those big dreams and those big tasks. They're out there. They're there to challenge all of you. You you, you guys are being trained in uh, to do big things here, and so I would say dream big and go for it. Does anybody have any questions for me? I know I've run just a little bit long, but all right. Well, I had I had one last uh, dad joke, and it was about tra time travel, but you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Y'all have a great day.